Internet Radio. Colden FM, the sound of magic. Enter Merlin, but beware, do not interrupt his magic. FM. Around the planet on the World Wide Web. The sound of magic. Well, hi and merry meet. Welcome to the July show here on Cauldron FM with me, the Merlin. 
And we started this show off with a piece of music called Sun God by an outfit called Galley Beggar. And before we launch into the featured piece, let us continue with Steampunk Pixie by one of my favourite bands, the Gypsy Nomads. <laughs> On a cabaret stage I live in Bohemia with Bohemian friends We're all kind of nuts Well that's okay We got signs and magic in our blood and our brains Combat boots, cramming and lace My fishnets are torn I like them that way I got bat wings Under my skin they come out at night Where the adventure begins Style with glitter and gleam. 
Well, that was a cracking piece of music. And I don't know about you, but they rate really high on my top 10 list of artists. Now let's continue with part one of a piece that I first read in a blog called The Travelling Witch. And here, the writer, the witch herself, talks about trust, magic, and our place in the universe. And so I quote, The last six months have been rough for me magically. My last relationship did a number on me. I didn't realise it at the time, but everything about that relationship reinforced the idea that life has to be hard and you have to struggle to make it work. And that idea really clashes with my own reality. My experience has always been one of trust. Things might seem bad, but there's always a way if you just trust that the universe will catch you. My last partner was an untrusting person. She had no trust in herself or me or the universe or anything and that distrust gradually seeped into my mindset and this idea just became lodged in my brain and it doesn't want to budge. Without trust my magic is weak and witchcraft feels lifeless and flat. Trust in my own ability and trust in the willingness of the universe to work with me instead of against me is the core of my magic. Without it, I felt like I was just going through the motions and the results were pathetic. This thing has been a part of my life and a part of me for as long as I can remember. But it's just stopped working. The one thing that has been my comfort and my constant source of joy had suddenly become stale. It felt like a lie. For a while I ignored it or tried to power through it. That's another symptom of not trusting. Which of course only served to frustrate me and make me feel more powerless. Then I just gave up practicing magic. What was the point if it wasn't going to work, I thought. I just have to do things the mundane way, which led me into a very depressing cycle of trying to force my reality into what I wanted it to be. Overworking and subsequently crashing because it just felt terrible and it wasn't working. I continued that way for a while, sliding deeper into the pattern. Until last night. Last night something clicked. Or broke. It felt more like breaking. I can never regain my trust if I'm stuck in this cycle of struggle and despair, I thought. I have to stop. And actually let the universe help me. I have to pick my head up. Take a deep breath. And relax for a while. So I took a breath. Really, I listened to a hypnotism track and fell asleep until it was over. But it's the same thing. I did a spell, and for the first time in a long time, it actually felt like magic. I felt the connection. I felt the warm surge in my spine. I felt at home. It was nothing big. The spell was small but it had been so long since the last time I'd felt it that it was like finding magic for the first time all over again. For the first time in a while, 
I felt like I could go back to my old self, like that girl who had magic at her fingertips and an endless amount of trust in herself and the universe might not be gone forever. I want to be her again. I want to live my magic and feel like my feet are on solid ground, no matter how crazy the world gets around me. I woke up this morning feeling strange, light and airy, like I've flown back in time, but still I feel grounded. I lit incense, and my thoughts weren't a struggle, and I feel relaxed and calm and connected. I'm going to find my trust again, excavate it from the layers of fear and doubt that it's buried underneath. I'm going to sink back into my magic, and I'm going to find that girl who trusts and make friends with her again. I was actually going to tell you on our Thanksgiving day that you are one of the things I was thankful for and how much Calder FM has and does still mean to me. I listen to it often and it's like coming home. Calder FM, where the magic really happens.
and you are listening to Cauldron FM with me, the Merlin. And that was the sound of Joan of Arc, with a piece called Sisters. One of their gigs earlier in their career was at the Citadel in St Helens in Merseyside, a venue that I have lots of associations with. But that's another story. So now let's carry on with part two of Trust, Magic and Our Place in the Universe. Witches love the earth and worship nature. I repeat, nature, not Satan. The latter is a myth, including that we are wart-on-nose Halloween mask scary ugly, that we owe to particular patriarchal Hollywood movies. The truth is, witches are as beautiful as nature herself and do no harm. They live by the rule of three, a karmic understanding that everything they do comes back to them threefold. The more we kill the earth, the more we kill ourselves. For as long as we can remember, we have been taught to fear ourselves as well as nature. Witches, however, relish their wild nature and align themselves with the cycles of the earth and the phases of the moon. For many women to reclaim the word witch is to reclaim herself and her relationship to the Great Mother. So now we're going to break with another piece of music, and then when we come back, I'll give you the final piece of this lengthy article that came from The Travelling Witch. Around the planet on the World Wide Web, Internet Radio. So far away 
friend of mine called John Sharp and a track called The Distance Between Us and John and I's history go back to quite some time ago uh, to a band that he was in called Retrovibe which I used to manage they won a Battle of the Bands competition we had a fairly long and quite harmonious relationship and then there was a change of personnel and it didn't quite gel as well so uh, we agreed to part company but John and I have remained firm friends ever since So anyway, let's continue, and the travelling witch says the following. So because I love to destigmatize and re-honour the big, beautiful, juicy word witch, the answer I give when someone asks me if they are one is yes. If you think you are a witch, you are a witch. Meaning you are a goddess, priestess, healer, shaman, or shaman, wise woman. Here is a roundup of 13 moonlit and mystical signs that you might be a witch. Earth powers. A witch is a woman of the earth. We inherit her natural powers of birth, transformation, healing, rebirth. These are the powers of woman, one in the same with the powers of the earth. And there's a quote that I can give here, which is, where there's a woman, there is magic, and that's Sozaki Shanje. Do you find the answers to life through the patterns of Mother Nature? Is her wisdom your wisdom? Are you, your life and body, aligned with her seasons? For instance, are you on fire sexually and creatively in the summer, 
letting go and cutting out what does not serve in the fall. Dying to the old in the dark silence of winter and reborn in the spring. And number two is wisdom. Do you find yourself bubbling from an internal cauldron of ancient natural healing wisdom? Are people drawn to you to sit by your fire and discuss life and all its fury, pain, love and wonder? Do you end up sending them off with hope in their hearts? And perhaps a tincture, a potion, a herbal remedy, you are familiar with the properties of plants I take it, or even a ritual or two. In other words, when shit hits the fan, is it you that they come to? And number three is nature. Do you live by or in the woods, or by a body of water? And if not, do you long to? Which is being intricately intertwined with nature, embodying the powers of the great mother herself, long to be as close to her natural beauty and power as possible? Many do their rituals by the water or in the woods. You have most likely always felt at home in nature. And I have to confess that... Uh, since I moved to be by the water, I've never felt as relaxed and peaceful and calm. And I've been here for 21 years. And before that, I was a nomad, wandering round all over the place. So, it's not just you women out there. The men have get affected by it as well. Anyway, point number four is storms. Are you not afraid of storms? In fact, do you revel in the power of Mother Nature at her most visceral? And do you sometimes wonder if you yourself, your passion and energy, cause the storm? Number five is animal nature. Are animals naturally attracted to you? And do you love them as well, so much that you cry empathetically with the creatures of the planet? Do you naturally know their totems and find wisdom and insight in their visits, stroke appearances in your life? Do lost dogs follow you home? Do birds fly into your windows? Do horses rush towards you in the field and place their long necks on your shoulders? Do you find you can speak to them, heal them? Witches and animals are so aligned with nature that they speak a similar energetic language and recognise one another. Number six, the moon. Are you drawn, pulled and moved by the moon's energy? Have you gazed at her? spoken to her, been flooded by her light since you were a little girl? Are you aligned with her phases? For instance, do you start new projects and relationships when she waxes, grows full? Do things peak and culminate and tend to go a little crazy around you while she is full? And are you drawn to let things go or end relationships and patterns as she wanes? On the new moon, in the darkest of nights, do you sit with the mystery, the emptiness and the unknown, the potential and possibility of the dark? Do you dream up new plans in the dark of the new moon? If you answered no, then the above are just a few ways you can attune with the moon's phases. Number seven, powerful. Do you have more than a sneaking suspicion that your wishes come true? good or bad? And are you perhaps a little cautious and in awe of your own power? Have you been called an old soul? Witches are as old as time, 
your eyes the wisdoms of your soul. Hold ancient stories and secrets, myths and mysteries, answers and possibilities. You are probably speaking ancient truths and wisdom, even or especially before you forgot your magic as a little child. Number eight is healing. Are you drawn to the healing arts? Do you tend to seek natural or energetic remedies for yourself? And do you offer them to others? Have you ever laid a hand on someone's bad back, which was fixed the next day? People might also heal just by being around you. Witches being so attuned to the earth are natural healers. Number nine, past life memories. Do you have painful past life memories or images of being cast out, burned or drowned just for being wild, wise and free you? Most importantly, are you scarred from being different? Not conforming, for loving who you wanted to love, for speaking the truth, saying what you were called to say in an old lifetime. This is karma. You are awake to heal. It is time, and time not to be afraid, and be you, your youest you. This is how you will heal your karma, by being unafraid to live your fullest expression. It is your time. Number 10. Outsiderness. I love that word, outsiderness. Have you always felt a little bit of an outsider? Yeah! Nose pressed against the glass of life on earth while knowing you were actually an insider of a magical tribe with inner wisdom. While you never fit the norm, you know there is something sacred, secret and special about you. A magic just a few other magical people could see. You do not run with the big crowds. You are a bit more of a sensitive but powerful lone wolf. You need a lot of time to think, dream, recharge and commune with source nature, the universe and the goddess. Number 11. Mystical crystals and accoutrements. You are drawn to beautiful rocks, pieces of earth energy, and you have kept stones like clear quartz, turquoise, rose quartz around you for as long as you can remember, even if you didn't know their properties at the time. They were either given to you or you picked them up along the way and collected at least a few. Witches know the property of earth stones and charge them with, among other things, healing, love, abundance and protective benefits and are often wearing their special stones in jewellery. You also love to keep candles around and lit because candles are invitation to spirits and angels and create a more magical divine vibe and you probably like a good energy-clearing sage or incense. And number 12 is magic. Did you believe in magic as a child? See magic in the air and in life. Were you drawn to magical things, creatures, fables, stories, even as you grew older, despite everyone telling you there was no such thing? And despite the rest of the world not believing, did you save some room in your heart for tales of magic, love and the mystical and mysterious anyway? Were you drawn to movies and books about witches, magic, the spooky, the mystical, the unknowable? 
Have you always thought that there was no such thing as a coincidence? That we were not really alone? And this was not all there was. Do you believe that no thing means nothing? In other words, everybody means something. Do you believe in signs and symbols? And number 13, more magic and divinations. Speaking of signs and symbols, you get premonitions, as if you have an internal crystal ball. When you are talking about what you think will happen, people tend to park up and listen. Sometimes you see or feel outcomes, flash forwards, so far ahead that you find it frustrating when others have not caught up with you. You have dreams and visions of past lives and the future. And you can read other people and their energy and intentions fairly well. You have sixth sense. It is also a reason why you are drawn to tarot, runes or other mist-parting divinations. And I hope this has helped. These are just 13 signs. You might recognise a few or a whole lot of these witchy ways. A witch's message is one of self-love, earth love and about the importance of aligning with the phases of the earth and moon. Pretty simple really. But at one point, if you were too close with the earth, if you were too wise, too powerful, too much and definitely too feminine, you were cast out or slain for your largeness and wildness. It not need be so any longer. It is time to heal your past karma, own your power, wisdom and beauty, and rise, dear ones. The earth needs you, and we, of course, need the earth. And thanks to that Rebel Society for the Travelling Witch article here that I've been using this evening, or today. So let's move on with another piece of music now. And this one is a band who are performers of Appalachian Rock. This is the first track of theirs that I ever heard. And I heard it and I was absolutely blown away by the sound of Tuatha Dea and Long Black Curl. Colgen FM. Online. The sound of magic.
Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. Welcome back. Now, as we've heard a lot about female witches in this show, let's create a little bit of redress and answer one or two questions about witchcraft in general that appear to crop up quite regularly. So the first one is, are witches only women? And the answer is no. Although women seem to be predominant in the craft, in fact, some traditions have only women practitioners, just as others have only men. A male witch is simply called a witch, never a warlock, and it is considered an insult to call a male witch warlock. The reason being that the word warlock actually means oathbreaker. Some traditions in Wicca separate between female and male. The word Wicca is pronounced Wicca when it designates a female witch and pronounced Wicca when it designates a male witch. And the next question, do witches cast spells? Some do, some don't. Spell work should never be the focus of following this path. And those who seek our ways only for the purpose of casting spells are very misguided. A spell is a ritual formula or a series of steps to direct psychic energy to accomplish a desired end. This energy is drawn from the earth with the aid of elementals, concentrated and then it's sent out into the world to achieve a positive goal. Since witchcraft teaches that whatever one sends out is returned threefold, witches are very careful to never send out harmful energy carelessly. The Christian word for this is prayer. The only real difference being that witches also invoke the aid of spirit guides, familiars or other elemental energies to add strength to the process as well as using ritual tools. And the next question, do witches worship the devil? No. Satan or the devil has absolutely no place in Wicca or witchcraft. The worship of Satan is the practice of profaning Christian symbolism and is thus a Christian heresy rather than a pagan religion. The goddess and god of the witches are in no way connected to satanic practices. Satan or the devil is a Christian construct and they are more than welcome to keep him. Is witchcraft a cult? No. Cults are groups that trade a sense of salvation and belonging for the ability to think for oneself. They indulge in extravagant homage or adoration, usually of an earthly leader of some sort. If you know a real witch, you'll quickly find out that the term cult could not apply to us. Most Wiccans, witches and pagans come to the craft individually through reading and communing with nature. They will often remain solitary in their beliefs, but others will also find like-minded people to celebrate seasonal cycles or monthly moons. Witches are extremely individualistic, 
self-sufficient and defend the right of free will without hesitation. Can I follow a path of Wicca or witchcraft and be a Christian as well? Again, some people say yes. Others maintain that they are completely separate religions. There is a belief that if one looks closely at the true teachings of Jesus with an open heart, you will find some stark commonalities. It is only when one takes literally the sometimes frail misinterpretations of those who misunderstood the intent or used the teachings to suit their own political agendas that one sees wide differences. As a solitary, you are free to choose any path you desire or any blend that feels right to you. The important thing is not to allow a name or a word to become a stumbling block. It is the intent of your actions and spirituality that matters in the end. I realise that this is a poor comparison. Peanut butter and chocolate are two completely separate things. The fact remains, however, that they work pretty well when mixed together. Ultimately, you must do what feels right to you. And the source of that is the Celtic connection. So now let's move into the closing stages of the show with the gorgeous sound of Spellsinger and a beautiful track called The Land of the She. Colors of life shimmer by 
sing with me. And she felt gentle fingers run through her soft hair and the kisses that covered her skin. In the next breath, she noticed he. Sadly, the time has marched on. We are now almost at the end of the show. Before I go, though, I would like to thank everybody whose pieces of work have contributed to the making of this show. I would also like to say that the sentiments and the thoughts and the ideas and the policies that are mentioned in those pieces are those of the authors themselves and not necessarily of myself or the views of Cauldron FM. Should you wish to know anything more, please drop me an email to cauldronfm at mail.com. And if you play in a band and you'd like to submit some music to us to be featured on the show, again, the first instance, contact us by email, cauldronfm at mail.com. I would like to say thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed putting it all together and presenting it. And there'll be another one coming hopefully in about another three or four weeks' time. If you want to check out our page on Facebook, we're Colton FM, 
or we've also got a group on there which is Cauldron FM, The Sound of Magic. And we've also got a blog page which is in need of updating at the moment, but it's called A Little Bit of Magic. There's various ways to get in touch. So all that remains now is for me to say thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show. And until the next time that we speak, I wish you love, light and blessed be. Bye-bye now. Golden FM is a Moonshadow Media production. Yes, one take! Ha <laughs> ha!